Naughty 40. My first gay erotic novel is out now. Tom isn't ready to turn 40, with the middle-aged spread starting to take hold and his family upping the pressure for him to settle down. Tom is torn about whether life as a single stud is still worth pursuing. A planned day of minor celebration quickly steps up as his friends join him throughout the day. As they reminisce, Tom is reminded of some of his hottest sexual conquests, from the night he lost his virginity in the back room of a club to the moment one of his workmates crossed the line after a few beers. With the help of a night with his closest friends, who get unexpectedly closer, Tom realises that while life might not begin at 40 for a 21st century gay man, it isn't the end of the world. Naughty 40, my first gay erotic novel by Liam Williams, available on my website liamwilliams.com.au forward slash store Hey everyone, Liam Williams here. Welcome back to Gay Erotica podcast. It's been a little while since I posted the last episode. I had to take a little break to get myself back on track, but it's great to be back behind the microphone with some more short stories for you. If you are a patron on my Patreon, then you are getting this a week earlier than everybody else. So thank you for your support. If you'd like to get over onto the Patreon, it's patreon.com forward slash Liam Williams. There's various levels of support that you can provide and everything makes a difference. And I appreciate it a lot. If anybody out there is a fellow erotic author uh, and would like to get some of their stories on the podcast, I'm going to be opening it up in the next few months. So if you would like your stories uh, on the podcast, then get in touch. All of my information to get to the website and to get in touch with me are in the episode description below. So we're back with some more stories and the first is somewhat semi-autobiographical. It's one of those ones that's started with something that I've done, and then I've taken it to a little bit of a fantasy level, uh, and I have titled it Strokes on a Plane. Ten hours to go? What? Will loved being in other places, but hated travelling. The problem with living in Australia was that everything was so far away. Well, except Bali. But he'd done Bali with a few mates, and recovering from food poisoning only to subject yourself to alcohol poisoning wasn't the kind of trip he wanted anymore. Right now, he was on a plane to Los Angeles. Pretty much the longest non-stop flight in the world. Plenty of airlines seemed to want to increase that. There was talk of a non-stop Melbourne to London. But Will thought 14 and a half hours was plenty long enough, thanks very much. As it was, he was four and a bit hours into the flight, soaring somewhere over the biggest expanse of water on the planet, wondering how many of the in-flight movies were actually worth watching. He'd already watched one film, had played far too many rounds of Tetris on his iPad, had eaten his dinner, and now the cabin crew had dimmed the lights. Apparently it was now night time. Many of the passengers seated nearby had already fallen asleep, their thin, airline-issued blankets pulled up to their chins as they curled themselves into the most comfortable position possible, but Will wasn't quite ready to doze off just yet. He stood quietly from his aisle seat and wandered towards the bathrooms at the back of the plane. 
As he did so, his eyes glanced around, subtly checking out his fellow passengers. Will knew that the Australian lacrosse team was on this flight. He had seen a few in the boarding lounge, and he was eager to see if the Aussie representatives were as attractive as those he had seen on TV. Those lacrosse players were from the MTV series Teen Wolf, which probably meant that the chances of seeing someone that matched that aesthetic were low. He didn't think any Aussies playing what was a pretty minor sport in their country looked like Colton Haynes. Nevertheless, jocks were one of his weak spots, and so he kept his eyes peeled. There was no queue for the bathroom, and he slipped quietly inside. As cramped as airplane bathrooms were, they did allow him a full-side view of his own penis while he did his business. He wasn't into piss or anything, but he did take the look at his own cock, thick in his hand with a nice-cut mushroom head. He had made sure to complete a full manscaping before departing for the trip, so everything looked its best down there. Nice, he thought to himself. This should get some attention in Castro. He shook a few times more than necessary. What was the saying? Shake it three times? Oh well, it's mine, I can shake it, he thought. Will heard the shaking of the door handle and snapped back to the real world. He put his cock away, now slightly plumper than before, and hit the flush button. He quickly washed his hands, ran his fingers through his hair and slowly opened the door. Standing in the aisle in front of him was what could only be described as a wall of muscle. Will looked up. It was a tall wall, topped by a bearded face with piercing blue eyes and the shock of wavy brown hair. Sorry, he said quietly. Oh no. The blue eyes looked sheepish. I should apologise. I didn't think anyone was in there. I wasn't trying to rush you. Oh, that's fine. Will stepped out into the aisle. I'm going to guess you're one of the lacrosse team. What gave it away? Guys always think someone this size must be an athlete, right? A not-so-modest smirk spread from beneath the beard. Actually, Will tapped his chest. It was more the logo right here. Both men looked down at the polo shirt and the Australian flag above a logo of crossing lacrosse sticks. The other man blushed. Oh man, I must sound so full of myself. Only a little. To be honest, it wasn't my first thought. Will realised his finger was still on his stranger's chest, his hard, defined chest. He quickly removed it and just as quickly regretted not wearing briefs under the loose-fitting pants he wore when he travelled. You're not sitting with the rest of the team? I'm six foot five. I needed the exit row. Ah, of course. Can't be sitting near me then. No. The lacrosse boy looked away for a moment. Unfortunately. Will felt a tap on his shoulder. He turned to face what he assumed was a mother and son. Are you using that? The mother asked, gesturing to the empty toilet stall. Will quickly looked at his new acquaintance. Oh no, the athlete replied. You go first. The men moved out of the way, allowing the mother to usher her son inside. The awkwardness of meeting a stranger, a very attractive stranger, in the aisle of a plane was now enhanced by the presence of another person, enhanced even further by the fact that she was a mother. Will felt like he needed to wrestle his thoughts back under control. Well, um, I should get back to my seat. I've got the next James Bond waiting. Will did his best to sound casual while lowering his tone even further. Connery or Moore? Brosnan, actually. Well, I suppose you've got to get through them all. Will shrugged in reply. Maybe I'll see you on one of my laps around. Got to stretch these legs. Oh, I'm sure. Will took the chance to look over those legs as the athlete stretched them in front of him. 
I'm Stephen, by the way. Will, nice to meet you. Will turned and walked back down the aisle, forcing himself not to look back to see if Stephen was eyeing his departure. He had a knack for interpreting friendliness as flirtation, especially with six-foot-five muscle jocks. He didn't want to get his own hopes up. As he sat in his seat, he let out a sigh. It wasn't Colton Haynes, but damned if Stephen wasn't a hot hunk of sporting specimen. He now couldn't stop his mind from wandering. The heat of Stephen's peck still felt present in his fingertips. The thought of that strong, athletic man currently whipping his cock out of his team trousers in the bathroom was more than present in his mind. The wandering of his mind led to the inevitable growth that he knew all too well. He quickly reached between his feet and found his blanket, pulling it up over his increasing tent. He selected the next James Bond movie on the list, hoping that one of Brosnan's worst performances would help to distract from the increasing arousal he was feeling. It didn't help much. Neither Halle Berry's acting nor Judy Dench's age were enough to quell the surging of arousal through his loins. His hands slipped under the blanket, adjusting his erection and resisting the urge to do more than simply move it. A tap on his shoulder froze him in place, one hand resting on his bulge. He looked up and saw Stephen looking down at him, his lips moving without Will hearing anything. He plucked out one earbud and smiled in apology. At least you got an aisle seat, Stephen repeated. A few of the team are going to hang out near the back once the lights come back on, if your movie is done in time. Stephen turned and continued his trajectory down the aisle before Will could answer. Will couldn't help but watch Stephen's strong legs and ass muscles ripple beneath his trousers as he walked away. Without realising it, the hand that was resting had started moving. Fuck, he thought to himself, am I going to do this? Will had had moments throughout his young life where a risky wank had occurred. In amongst the trees while on a hike, in his car while driving on a long straight road, while sharing a room with his sleeping best mate when they were teenagers. But this would be up there with one of the riskiest. There was a woman sitting next to him. If he moved an inch, he would be able to feel her elbow. There were people walking up and down the aisle. Still, his hand hadn't stopped moving. Will took a deep breath and moved his hand inside his pants. Now he was grateful for the lack of briefs. He moved slowly, sliding his hand lightly over his rock-hard shaft and his swollen head. With the visions of Stephen that were running through his mind, he didn't think it would take long, but he knew he couldn't commit to his usual technique. As he began, he shifted his body slightly, bringing one knee slightly higher, giving him a little bit of working space that wouldn't cause an obvious rustling or bouncing of the blanket. Will ran a thumb over his slit, finding a drop of pre-cum waiting. He took it and slid it around the ridge of his head, sending a shiver of pleasure through his body. He squeezed his shaft, urging more pre-cum forth, which he collected and spread across his head. It wasn't long before his head was slick and he began slowly massaging it, silently enjoying the pleasure. As the intensity of the feelings throbbing in his cock increased, it became harder and harder to maintain his composure. But it was too late now. He was jerking off in his seat and he knew he'd have to finish. Will tensed his legs as best as he could in the cramped space. He needed to come, not only to release this incredible tension, but because the longer he took, the higher the chances of him getting caught. He looked quickly to his right, ensuring that his neighbour was still deep in dreamland before lifting his leg a little higher, maximising his stroking space. He increased the pace on his cock slightly, 
He was getting close. The slickness of his hand and the tensing of his legs were a good combination. The final piece of the puzzle was sitting just up the aisle. He allowed himself to fantasise about Stephen walking into the locker room after a game, his teammates congratulating each other on a big win. There were extra pats on the shoulder and the rump for Stephen who had scored the winning goal. As the congratulations continued, Stephen and his team began to remove their wet, muddy uniforms. Stephen revealed a strong, muscular torso, covered in just the right amount of hair. He toweled down his sweaty body before reaching for his playing shorts. A surge of pleasure shot through Will's body and he felt his balls tighten. Stephen dropped his shorts, revealing with confidence a tight, white jockstrap from which he removed his cup. What was left behind still stretched the pouch of the jock, but without hesitation, Stephen slid the athletic gear down his legs, revealing a long, hanging cut cock and low, pendulous balls, covered again in the perfect amount of well-kept hair. Will took a sharp breath in and knew this was it. His cock throbbed. He turned slightly and buried his face in his pillow. His orgasm surged through his body from his toes, up his legs, and through his tensed balls. He huffed into the pillow as the first shot fired from his cock, spreading quickly across his pants and wetting his thigh. He let go of his cock and lifted his pants. The next wave hit and his legs shook beyond his control. Another flood of cum erupted, this time mostly landing on the lower part of his belly and not his pants. His cock continued to throb and Will used all of his remaining energy to stop himself from shaking and shuddering with the ecstasy of his intense secret orgasm. Another shot fired, adding to the load on his thigh and his belly. The remainder of his seed dribbled down his shaft. His belly, his thigh and his cock were all soaked in cum now. His pants had copped a spray as well. He let his head fall back, making an effort to contain his breathing. He shut his eyes, wallowing in the pleasure of his release. Breakfast, sir? Will was woken by a tap on his shoulder and realised that the cabin lights were back on full and one of the cabin crew, Jane, according to her name tag, was holding a tray in front of him. It took him a moment to compose himself, realise where he was and process the fact that his groin was sticky. Oh, um, yes, please. He replied groggily, slowly sitting up. Would you like me to take your blanket before you lower your tray? No, Will replied quickly, lowering his tray to be sure. That's fine, thank you. Of course, sir. Jane placed the meal down on his tray. Is there anything else I can get for you, sir? Um, Will thought quickly. This recycled air always gives me a sniffle. Could I get some tissues? Of course, sir. Jane retrieved some napkins from her trolley. I'll have to give you these for now. I'll bring some more once the meal service is done. Thank you. The crew pushed the trolley further along the aisle, and Will quickly sipped from his water bottle. He couldn't believe he had fallen asleep straight after he had come. It made sense. It had been an intense orgasm. But he didn't like the idea that he had been lying there with a load of cum all over him in the middle of a crowded aeroplane. Will slid his hand under the blanket, stuffing some napkins into his pants in the hope of soaking up some cum. He couldn't wipe. That motion would be too obvious. With the napkins in place, he tucked into his breakfast, a sudden wave of hunger hitting him as he fully woke up. He ate quickly. It wasn't a big breakfast and he was getting through it. He wanted to get to the bathroom to clean up before everyone began wandering round. As he opened the dessert portion of the meal, a small mass-produced muffin, Stephen appeared in front of him. 
Seemed like 007 wasn't the most exciting flick, he said. You were out like a light. Will forced a laugh. Yeah, Brosnan gets me every time. True, not nearly as captivating as Daniel Craig. Stephen raised an eyebrow. Will had no response. Not only because he had a mouthful of muffin, but because he needed to be sure that pause was the hint he thought it was before he knew which track to take. Stephen's squatted down on his haunches, so he was now at Will's level. His blue eyes looked directly into Will's browns. I'm headed up the back to see if I can sneak a breakfast beer in while the team captain is eating, Stephen said quietly. Join me? Will stopped chewing and nodded. Stephen smiled in reply, and Will found the composure to swallow the last of his breakfast. I'll be there in a couple of minutes, Will replied. Bathroom stop first. That's an even better idea. Stephen ran his hand along Will's arm before standing and slowly walking down the aisle. Thanks for listening to another episode of Gay Erotica by Liam Williams. I hope you enjoyed that story. There will be a part two coming out at some point. If you want to stay up to date with all the stories, make sure you've hit subscribe on the podcast. Uh, Some of the sequels to these stories are available exclusive to patrons uh, and some will be released only on my website. If you want to keep up with everything that I release, then use the link in the episode description to sign up for my mailing list as there'll be regular updates on all of the content that I create. Don't forget as well uh, that the Proud Baiters Anonymous podcast is up and running again with a new format and a new co-host alongside me. So follow the link to that as well in the episode description for any fans of baiting out there. Uh, It's a great fun podcast as well. Thanks again for listening. Thanks to your support. Don't forget, patreon.com forward slash Liam Williams. If you want to give me some more support that way, it makes a huge difference. Thanks for listening to this story, and we'll have another one up for you soon. So this is pretty exciting. I just wanted to make this announcement. I just recently have ticked over to the millionth download of my Gay Erotica podcast, which is super exciting. I wanted to thank everybody for listening so far. Just ticked over 50 episodes and a million downloads going back to January 2021. So not quite three years. And over a million people have listened to the podcast, which is amazing. Thank you for all your support so far. I'm looking forward to bringing many more episodes to you soon.